Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Double Digested. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And today we're going to be talking to you guys about episode 7. In a Lonely Place. And today we also are featuring our second special guest, Gabby. You want to say hello? Hi! This is our friend Gabby, friend of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Always a friend of the show. everyone, Everyone we know is a friend of the show. Um, okay, so while Gabby does something, I'm going to get the, the gift that I got for her. Um, you guys, I Ooh. don't think I ended up including <laughs> including the audio that we accidentally <laughs> recorded, but last time I gave Lanny um, a, a dreidel that lights up. I like it. And so you got you guys talk. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Gabby, what what have you been up to this week? What what have you been doing? Uh, Anything well, interesting? I didn't really leave my bed yesterday <laughs> because. Um, I only woke up at 12, and then by the time I looked at the time, it was 5, and I had watched, like, four episodes of This Is Us. I like it. To talk, oh, sorry. Is that, like, weird to talk about another TV no, show? No, no. Please. Okay. Okay. So I watched... How could you? I know. <laughs> um, and uh, what else? I was telling Gabby that I forced my family to watch other people, oh, yeah. and, like, it's a cancer movie, but it's, like, a charming cancer movie. And I don't mean that in, like, a disgusting way. No, it it's Molly is. Shannon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's charming. It's funny. It's a it's a comedic ca- cancer movie. But, like, at the end, it was, like, really, like, I mean, it's, like, sad because it's a cancer movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were all, like, crying. But I don't know if you guys do this, too, but, like, when I cry in a movie, I really like to savor the moment. So sometimes I'll, like, go back and oh, rewatch no. the scene that never. makes me cry. I always. I always <laughs> do it. <laughs> I force my entire family You're to go masochistic. back. You're masochistic. I would yeah. never do that. There's something so cathartic about crying from a movie. So oh, I, like, force nothing myself. Nothing feels better. Um, yeah. I went, I was, I was in, I was in, it's, it's no, you don't, you could, you can congratulate me later, but I was in, uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> oh uh, yes, last week. Uh, and la, la, la. I saw Fun Home because Fun Home's there right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I could feel from the very, very beginning because, like, I've listened to the soundtrack the full way through before while washing dishes and just like cried and cried. Okay, and I, I could like feel it. it coming the whole time. And like, I finally like let it gently. I was oh, edging yeah. and then, like, yeah. like rolled it and <laughs> out. Oh yeah, so nice. Yeah, no, it's definitely like totally the best part. It's, yeah. And it's so much better than crying in real life. Oh, it is. Oh, I only cry in movies. Like, yeah. I'm a stone cold bitch. Yeah. And then in movies, like I could cry at like I cry at commercials. I've yeah. cried at songs. I, I, sometimes I just Google those like soldiers watching their loved one vids oh, just so I can for, feel something. Um, I cry at those baby videos on Facebook sometimes because like I just don't know if I'll ever have a baby that cute. So <laughs> like, I cry at it. Yeah, we'll just like look up on YouTube like. First time cochlear implant, and then oh, just oh like, my what? god, that no. one has Those actually no because like move me. It's like sometimes I'll go on an Ellen binge, even though I don't. It's like I don't watch Ellen, but like but for those, you but need for to. those, and then sometimes you'll just be like, oh, teacher gets like a hundred thousand dollars, and like I'll cry at that too yeah. because like how could you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, fine. so I'm gonna give Gabby her guest gift, oh, which god, is I'm now so excited. I have yeah. an item. Here you go. You can open oh it into the microphone. Like some okay. ASMR. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to describe the gift for our oh, yeah, viewers so, at home? Okay, yeah, I'll describe it. So it's a Barbie. It's a Barbie fashionista. Oh, maybe it's because I'm studying fashion at the moment. Ooh. Or was that just uh, uh, yes, that's exactly why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so she's wearing. Yeah, please read her. Yeah. Oh, read I'll read. Her. Okay, so she's wearing uh, yellow pumps. <laughs> And her hair is down to her butt. I'm jealous. I'm trying mm-hmm. to grow my hair out. And she's wearing a check. What is? What's this called? Oh, she can't move her arm. So her arm, oh. she ha- is in like a cheerleading 
position. Yeah. She can't, one of her arms is up and one of them is down. Oh, no, but, okay, now oh. both of them. Okay, so she can only move so she, one arm. She can't bend her elbows, yeah, listeners, no. but she can turn her shoulders. <laughs> so she looks real human. She's uh, like another back. unrealistic beauty standard <laughs> for women. <laughs> Being oh, thrust oh, I upon see. Okay, them. so you can scan your toy with your device of your choosing. I hate this And you this can unlock generation. a game. <laughs> <laughs> was there like a QR code on her face? Yeah, no. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, basically. It's like a QR. She's a QR embodiment. Oh, good. Uh, I can't wait till we all become QR codes. <laughs> we have individual QR codes. You could just immediately tell everything about a person <laughs> from their face. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Uh, um, oh, my God. Thank you, though. You're, it's you're very, very, it's very kind. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, all right. And any any other exciting stories? I talked about you know my my time, which is very important to me. Like I feel like I'm not from Toronto. I feel like I'm from <laughs> oh, Los Angeles. Oh, I feel like we're all deep down from Los Angeles. Oh yeah, Jerry's going to Jerry's going to oh, LA yeah, soon. I, I booked a trip to LA for. Three days. <laughs> and for our listeners at home, we live in Toronto. So that's a five and a half hour flight. But I regret nothing. And <laughs> no, regret. I will be going and doing a thousand things in 72 hours. And it will be the best time of my One life. One day he'll treat you with his outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I planned out, well, outfits is one description. I would say identities. Oh, but yeah, I, identities. Sorry, I, yes. I planned out so one different identity for each day I'm there. And they all have elaborate. Maybe I should read them. Is this? Is there enough time, Rebecca? Yeah. I'll do a quick, I'll do a quick reading. Of course, I wrote them down on my phone because I'm insane and I apologize to Gabby because she's heard this like four times. No, I love it. I don't care. Let me see if I can find these. Uh, You guys talk amongst yourselves. Oh, yeah. We don't want dead air. So what's new with you? Wait. So so basically, Walter went to the one restaurant I didn't make it to in my travels to LA, which was Plan Check. Oh, Road plan check. And she said that it was the best thing she's ever eaten. My mom is so hard to please, and it's not in a way like she's snobby or anything. She's just mm-hmm. very, like, particular, and she's, like, not into anything with hype. Like, she, mm-hmm. like, will not suffer hype. Um, she just, like, she knows what she likes, and she needs it to be done well. And she had a burger that she said was yeah. the best burger she ever had. Oh, my God. Where I, is it? And I'm so thankful to Gabby no, that but that was, worked out. Did this, re- did this recommendation come from which you? Walter both love. What? Oh, did this recommendation come from you? No, yes, it came from, came from Gabby list, via okay. But it came, but obviously I only know it from Nick, from Nick Weiger. Okay, of course. Because he's the one who loves plan check. But can I also just say that between Gabby and the two other people I've asked for recommendations from for the three days I'm in LA, I have 60 re- <laughs> restaurant <laughs> recommendations. So it's going to be a busy I'll three eat, days. But I, but you have to, just, you have to, I'll, I'll narrow it down for you because some of them I'm like, some of them are like not really worth it. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad because plan check probably is worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's probably not a line like the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally fine. Yeah. Um, another good one I did was um, Connie and Ted's. Ooh, that sounds nice. It's sounds very homely. That's not on, on my list. Oh. It doesn't. It wasn't. It doesn't. It doesn't it look homely. It, it's very. It's it's seafood. It's oh. um, Santa Monica Boulevard. <gasps> Ooh, don't tempt me. It's no, La Cienega Boulevard. No, no, no. Sorry, Santa, Santa Monica Boulevard is a very long street. So it's like, it's like the whole city. Yeah. But this was, this like was a nice It's Yonge Street. Boulevard I'm like, I love that yeah, quaint exactly, block. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, it's on Yang. It could be literally anywhere. It could it's be, on the 401. Yeah, exactly. Do tell. Um, okay, so the identities that I invented for myself. Yeah. Um, so Thursday, I'm doing athleisure with a health goth twist. 
And the, the name for that day is Brooklyn or Slate, but Slate spelled S-L-E-I-G-H-T. Um, Friday, oh. I'm doing Normcore, and my name will be Shelton or Gloucester. Um, and yeah. I'll be wearing a solid color turtleneck, high-waisted khaki pants, gold wireframe round glasses. To the listeners at home, I don't wear oh, glasses. My God. <laughs> a nose ring, and then oh. a blank canvas tote, but it's inside out. Um, and then on Saturday, it's casual vagrant, and I'm just going to wear boots that go up to my calves and uh, overalls with nothing underneath. What's your name? Um, I don't feel like this identity has a name. He kind of just like, he just travels around, you know? Nice. <laughs> that's kind of his thing. He's nameless. Um, so that's my my story. Um, should we get right into the episode? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it's, it's a good one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, I quickly want to say one thing, which is that, um, so I watched this week's episode today. I only watched it once instead of the usual twice. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa was over. He, like, made a surprise visit. And I had to be, like, <laughs> I've never been more, like, ashamed <laughs> in my life <laughs> than when I had to be, like, hold on. We need to sit down and watch Riverdale for this podcast I do and like just like to have to explain to him that like this is what I do with my time and this is what a podcast is and this is what this show is and like here I am taking like notes on it I felt like so full like this is what like like I like this branch of the family tree like should (laughs) fall off like I felt horrible yeah also like I remember I I was like typing I was typing really furiously and my mom was like oh my God, like, are you working? And I was like, uh, no, I'm just taking notes. And this was like the day that like the South Korean president was impeached and like all the shit was going on with Trump. And I like threw my family out of the tea room and I was like, don't talk to me for an hour. And like typed as fast as I could notes on this show. So I actually have, I just remembered, I have some Riverdale anecdotes from the weekend. Ooh, do tell. In that, okay, I went to a party on Friday night. Mm Mm-hmm. No, you were where Jerry was supposed to come and meet me. By the way, <laughs> and I both attended this event but missed each other by probably a half hour. Literally, yeah, probably like fifteen minutes. I don't know what time you left, but yeah. So I was at the pre, and then I was speaking to people I haven't seen in a while, and we were discussing Riverdale, and they obviously like it. Would these were like Miguel people, mm-hmm. and they loved it, and they were so into it, and we were just like you know chatting Riverdale, whatever. Cole Sprouse, hot, hot, whatever, mm-hmm, et cetera, et cetera. The usual. And then I went to another party the next night with my high school friends, <gasps> and they hate like the majority is that they no. hated it. And I was like, no, I really like Riverdale. It's amazing. And they were like, no, it's like Gossip Girl but worse. And I was like, that's. Um, t-. And I was like, do you guys even like have watched Twin Peaks? Like, it's exactly like trying to like give my whole like cultural studies things, and they were having none of it. So I just feel like it's such a weird barometer of my yeah. friends where I'm like, oh, you either like like Riverdale or you don't. To be honest, I don't trust the opinions of my high school friends, so it didn't sway me. Yeah. But I just found that interesting. I will say um, the beautiful thing about Riverdale is there are multiple people from my high school who I haven't spoken with since high school who I have since like bonded with because... <laughs> Everybody's watching Riverdale. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's what I expected, and I was like, "Oh my god, you should watch Riverdale!" And everyone was like, "Oh, I hated it." And I was like, "Okay, wow, I don't know what that's to do. harsh." I don't know how to. I'm not gonna try to like sit there and and like convince people to watch a TV show. Yeah, but. I feel like it's. I thought it was doing a really good job of like drawing in people 
of like completely different backgrounds in TV watching. That's like, what I thought it too. It appeals to like people who are into like Pretty Little Liars mm-hmm. and like Teen Wolf and that kind of stuff. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like it's also a cultural artifact because it's like harkening back to this comic and like there's yeah. so many references and it's like interesting to watch how they've like adapted it. So like I don't know. And they've done some really like good like woke shit you know yeah exactly it's woke even like in this week's episode in an in a lonely place that's like a nicholas ray movie it's like film people mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. love this as like the noiriest noir people will always be like this is my fave noir and no one ever talks about it mm-hmm. it's like a really good bogart but like even just like at that level the quotes they get like the the line like i don't know yeah i don't know i can't i don't understand people who aren't watching this like no. the, like my a group of my high school friends are already like planning a finale party like this is gonna be like a northern reunion (laughs) so with that guys why don't we jump right into the app yeah jump right in okay so this opening was teased with a photo on cole spress's twitter and it got me like so (laughs) excited yeah this this was one of the better openings that we've seen oh for sure like it was amazing it was it made me teary because I just love that. I just love that vibe, and I think they would do should do a whole episode in the fifties. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think they should like do a musical episode if it's season three and they're still on the air and it's <laughs> <Exactly>. all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um The costumes were spot on. Yeah, they were spot on, and we finally get our first glimpse at the paper crown, oh, which was crown. very exciting. I was it was. Like, it, 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 I did give me her palpitation. Yeah, I screamed and just like. Beat my computer with my fingers, <laughs> typing paper crown, paper crown. Yeah, um, so that was a very exciting moment. Yeah, and I love anything where like someone has a really tough reality and they like escape into like a creepy, comforting fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like I just really like that as a trope. I don't even remember what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but I enjoy it. I also like that like they were carving a ham because, as we know from episode five, like hams are very important to the people of Riverdale That's and they true. like carry all kinds of weight. Have you guys ever had like a carved ham at Heck a dinner? Yes. Really? <laughs> I just had to I've... say, I haven't, because I'm too Jewish, <laughs> but Walter made a glazed ham. <laughs> I made a rum, rum, ham, ham, rum ham, rum ham, and this ham looked like such a rum ham with the little pineapples on it. My rum ham is still like so far my greatest accomplishment of the past two years. Just the words rum ham sound like they're out of a book to me. Like I can't even picture what that would be. Oh, I'll show you pictures does, after. Does it have like a bone coming out one end? It's like straight up a cartoon ham infused with rum, both like some cooked off for flavor in a glaze and then some pure uncut rum injected up in that ham. Okay, I love so it. you could get buzzed off the ham. Okay. Well, we'll have to do that. Um, so this little, uh, scenette finishes with <laughs> Archie, Archie breaking the illusion, kind of going up to Juggy and saying, why'd you have to stab me in the back? And then of course, turning around and what do we see, but a knife in Archie's back. I loved that. That was so stupid. Stupid and clunky. Yeah, I but very kind of charming still. Like it was cliche in a way that I expect of this show. 
No, most shows don't dare to get that like symbolic and obvious and metaphorical and just like just like blunt. And this show is, if nothing else, like kind of blunt with its metaphors. Yeah. Like thanks to Jughead as the narrator, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like the show is only as good as Jughead's abilities as a fifteen-year-old writer. Yeah. It's, mm. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot they're fifteen or sixteen. Oh, never forget that they're sophomores, incoming sophomores. Well, mm-hmm. that's what it's interesting to like sort of think about the unreliability unre- of. Jughead as a narrator of the story. Yeah. For sure. And this opening even, like, kind of, I know it's a dream, but it kind of teases that out. Oh, yeah. for sure. Because you can't, tr- like, and, and this whole episode, if you, like, do you, like, should we go by order or could I spoil the episode? Uh, you can spoil it. You can spoil it. Yeah. So okay. we jump around okay. a bit sometimes. So, like, because they bring in, they obviously bring him in for questioning mm-hmm. about his whole, like, murder board, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which, okay, fair. Yeah. And, and they so, can also fess up like, that they took it from Betty's dad. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Well, and, like, I don't know, because that kind of... Que- and then that kind of questions the holes that he's leaving out about him, right? Like, you don't... You find stuff out about him that you wouldn't know because he's leaving it out. Totally. Yeah. But I will say, like, once the dream is over and Jughead wakes up, I was not surprised at all at where he chose to install himself in the school. Somehow he found a literal, like, <laughs> Harry Potter bedroom in the school and is living, like, a la Privet Drive under yeah. these stairs with, like, a blanket. Like, surely there's somewhere else in this, school, like, like, a little closet in the student lounge or, like, maybe, like, a back shed or, like, something. But also, that's... if he's just going to be in the school, he could just be in the school. Like, you don't need to hide yeah. in the closet. Yeah. Like, you're already staying there. No one's there. Yeah, I don't, like, and that student lounge that. is nice. Yeah. It has, like, yeah. a rug. Oh, it is a, it is a living that's, room. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, or, like, in the... He like is a journalist. He runs the newspaper. Like you could obviously stay in the office. Yeah, like, no stay one's, in the, he's the office. He probably is the key. Oh, I'm sure. Like I don't get that. Anyways, either way, it was fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute, very Jughead. Yeah. Um. So Archie sees him taking his morning shower in the locker room. How how amazing was that? Very Just shirtless Jughead and Archie coming up from behind and the steamy mirror. Yeah, that and was, the like it was pretty amazing. Between it was, it was homo. It was homoerotic. Oh, it was. Enough homoerotic. Yeah. Um, and Archie's, what do we, Archie's s- pulls, sort of draws out of Jughead that he's living at the school. And uh, we also learn that, um, which, sorry, I'm confused. I'll say like, here. also Jughead's like, my dad thinks I'm couch surfing. And it's like, boy, like, why, why aren't you, why yeah. aren't you couch surfing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But also like, why would his dad believe that he's couch surfing in a town of probably like 2,000 people? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine there are very many accounts uh, in that area. But so he chooses to stay in the school, and Archie finds out that he's been staying there. And uh, Jughead gives this like s- kind of like soppy backstory about how his mom took Jelly Bean. Who we also just need to like address the fact that these like people are named Jughead and Jelly Bean. Well, we know that Jughead's real name is Forsyth. Oh, in the comics it? and IRL, uh, IRL, IRCW TV show, they like, <laughs> they like they mention in like the first episode or second episode, he's like Forsyth P. Jones the third, and that's why okay. his dad's FP. It's Forsyth P. Uh, okay, thank okay, God. That, yeah, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, that. I was really just <laughs> distraught by this. So I'm guessing with Jellybean also, which like they didn't even need to keep like Jellybean's only been in the comics since, if I recall, like the early 2000s. Um, yeah, but like so, her name's probably like Forsythia. <laughs> Poor Cynthia. Yeah, no, I was really stressed out about it because, like, 
they have like they're like two kids in a small town with the names of like celebrities' children, and like that's just a recipe for being beat up. It was just stressful, and also just who they are in general. It's yeah. a recipe for being like, beat um, up. Like, like it's not only that his name is Jughead. Yeah, it's true. It's that he's like um actually it's necrophilia. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. He's just an ass. Um. So Jughead begs Archie not to tell anyone, and Archie says okay, but it specifically brings up Betty. Um, and then we flash to a scene between Veronica and Hermione. I like, firstly, that she calls it Glamazon because she's been doing some retail therapy. And you're not sure if this is just like Veronica giving a Veronicaism, or if, like Sleuthster, everyone yeah. in Riverdale yeah. shops on Glamazon.com. Yeah. I couldn't tell if this was like a copyright thing or just like a little Veronica twist. But I was still into it, and I want to shop on Glamazon.com. Um, actually, I have – this was one of my – few notes that i've had to talk about was her wardrobe in general which i've been dying please to speak do. about please oh and this episode do. had all of her new purchases exactly so in the same conversation about people loving or hating or whatever it is that they do to riverdale people brought up that they really dislike how veronica dresses what i know <laughs> and they were like she's like a cheap blair Waldor- waldorf however you say her name and then i was because i just want to know like what people think about it because I don't know. I kind of think that's part of her character. Like, I think it's on purpose. I didn't want to say that in front of people because I'm not, like, trying to be, like, the costume. Like, I'm not trying to be a costume designer. But, like. <laughs> Gabby said he's fashion, everyone. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not joking. She actually does. <laughs> I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be, like, oh, yeah, clothes. But also, like, her clothes are very part of her character. Like, I, she, they're not trying to make her some, like fashionista and that's the difference between this and gossip girl exactly. like they're not it's not aspirational like it is a bit awkward that she's a 15 year old who as i've said before is dressing like she's showing up to her like first internship like her yeah, first corporate exactly. internship really, i was like, gonna say her first class. divorce her first pass at the country yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like it's it's part of it is that like cheryl and veronica like it's it's not it's not aspirational it's not fashion it's not mm-hmm. stuff that forever 21 is gonna rip off and that's like part of it and that's okay yeah yeah i agree like I don't think I was never trying to be like oh yeah she's stylish like that's just how like they're trying to keep her true to the um, comic book characters and that's probably one of the ways they keep the the characters truest is in the way they dress I feel like yeah I agree. they really like stick to that kind of like canon dressing that like you would think they would modernize but they haven't at all it's true and it's like also one of the things that like you start off being like, wow, she's really going to like bring a Birkin to every class. But then you're also kind of like, wow, like I like that she's still bringing her Birkin. Like, it becomes yeah, exactly. something that you like love them for because it it's like an aspect of their identity. Yeah, exactly. And like that is the joke. Like Veronica like lives in a dinky little town but dresses like she's like going to Fashion Week exactly. every day. And not no. even Fashion Week, just like wearing. No, yeah, you're right. Not like, even Fashion Week. She's just like she's a, a different decade of age exactly. than she no, is. Literally. It's like parent teacher interviews at like the. At the nice prep school. Exactly. And and she's the parent. Yeah. And then conversely, Betty also, people are like, she doesn't, no one actually dresses like that. I'm like, (laughs) that's the point. (laughs) Like, she's. She's being someone who isn't real. Yeah. With Riverdale, you could say no one actually talks like that. No one actually behaves like that. No one actually has parents like that. It's true. There's a lot of no one There's a lot of like, yeah. So why are you. Fog doesn't work that way. Yeah. (laughs) Nick Pickety about (laughs) clothes. And same with, and like. 
no one actually goes to a nunnery. Like, do those even exist? Yeah. Like, I don't get Even it. in this episode, yeah. they're like, what decade is this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Especially this episode. It was confusing. I was so confused. So then they're in the cool clubhouse, mm-hmm. the, the student lounge yes. for yeah. the high school sophomore. Like, I don't know. Um, they're talking about Polly. And uh, Betty's telling about how Alice wants to keep everything hush-hush. Um, and Jughead gives Betty this sort of like weird comforting back rub, which like, (laughs) I will tell you that up until this point, I was very like pro Bughead, but like (laughs) there is no couple in the world that I think PDAs are acceptable for. Well, I don't know, maybe like, like. Beyonce and Jay-Z or something like that. But, like, no one who is not Beyonce and Jay-Z gets to do that even in a TV show. And, like, it actually made me recoil from my television. I hate it so much. Yeah, that's fair. And and then, like, who who notices? Like, Veronica notices and Archie notices. They notice. Also, before that, Veronica has, like, a really good word of wisdom when they're talking about this whole thing. And she's just like, honestly, guys, we should just move. And it's a throwaway line, but it's also definitely the smartest line of that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's Riverdale's a-, a shit town. Yeah, I was like, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, if you just leave, then you'll just never, like, it's all, it's like Riverdale is the problem, Mm -hmm. kind of. And I also, like, in this scene, like, Jughead, this is like, okay, yeah, so Jughead just fully says to Kevin, like, your dad is whipped. And he's like, like, yeah, but your dad just, like, answers to the Blossoms. Yeah, he's in the Blossoms "Eh, pocket. Fair, yeah. Kevin puts up with too too much. Like, he puts up with so much from, yeah. Uh, which we'll get into some like clique or click for American listeners, click <laughs> splitting in this episode that I adored and that I fully endorse. I yeah. like that there are kind of two factions, and there's one faction for whom I have a clear preference. But we'll we'll get to that anyway. So one of the while they're talking about all of this, um, one of Cheryl's uh, flying monkeys overhears yeah. one of her cronies, mm-hmm. uh, and is seen like texting some very important info. Yeah, and also in this scene, we finally get Jack head telling Archie that like he and Betty are a thing now so yeah, that's that out of the weird, way yeah that, that was, was like that didn't they didn't need that to like Chandler well. and Monica that didn't that. land no, well I, I know agree. that yeah. did not land well I was like uh yeah I just like don't buy I'm like, that I'm like you literally had a single kiss can yeah, you stop exactly. making this like a a thing but they're 15 so that also like that is I always what forget that we yeah apparently yeah, I, yeah but still it was annoying and we also at the same time have Betty and Veronica um, this is very summer loving from Greece where the boys are like, tell me more, tell me more. Then the girls are like, tell me more, tell me more. Mm-hmm. And um, so Veronica Lodge approves. And she also um, calls Jughead Riverdale High's very own Holden Caulfield. Oh, yeah, I Classic love that. Veronica Lodge. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm into the relationship for obvious reasons. Because mm-hmm. I think Cole's amazing. And I think Lily Reinhardt's also amazing. Yeah. And they're like, have good chemistry. But at the same time, I just like... It's not going to go. Like, I just don't see it going. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm really hoping it's fizzled out by up eight. Like, I don't think. I mean, Jughead needs an Ethel. And, like, I don't really know what we're expecting to happen from Bughead. Like, I feel like it's just a little thing that they're kind of, like, dangling in front of us. I feel like the writers were just like, I I can't speak for them. But I feel like they were... They were just like, oh, yeah, they have good... It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, they have good chemistry. So, like... Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm like not even totally convinced that their chemistry is great anymore after this episode. Honestly, yeah, the kiss I was into, but everything this episode kind of made me like them less. Mm-hmm. But so so then uh, Veronica also asks Betty, and Betty confesses too, and Veronica says, "OMG, swoon," <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, I considered making that. my Instagram bio. <laughs> um, 
And then next we flash to a conversation between Cheryl and Penelope, where Cheryl leverages her insider info about the case to get the vixens back. I love that. And it's also like, you can't do that to the police. You can't be like, I have information, but I'm not going to say, like, I don't yeah, think No, like- Sheriff Keller is so, like, he's just completely at the whim of the entire Blossom family. But, like, to the point that everyone in the family fully fully acknowledges that, like, law enforcement in that town is just skewed and poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no one, like, no one does anything about it. So, eventually she tells she tells her mom stuff about Polly and how she escaped. And in exchange, for some reason, I don't know, understand how her mom's in charge of the River Vixens, but somehow her mom's allows well, them no, to... Well, no, it's because her mom banned her from cheerleading. Okay. And it's like, and she's, she's not captain. even, like, blackmailing sheriff keller it's like fully just her mom like and yeah and yeah yeah but i don't understand like how can you just be banned from cheerleading like couldn't she just do it yeah like, i, don't, I, I mean don't, there's a lot of i mean we can't overthink this show I know, that's, I know, <laughs> we have to suspend I know, our disbelief. and i know it's high school and everything but i just like if your mom was like don't do cheerleading like she's really gonna check up on the fact that you're like cheerleading i don't get it yeah Ooh, I'm hungry. That was Gabby's stomach for all your listeners at home. No, I don't think the mic would pick up. Okay, good. Um, So next we go to a combo between Jughead and his dad, where Jughead asks his dad essentially to like go back to work for Andrew's construction. Right. And unsurprisingly, Jughead's dad is like a stubborn, gross, like mal kept am i going too far like alcoholic like asshole i was thinking i really dislike the actor he plays him oh yeah it was very like and okay this might be like a a wedge between us because i know rebecca feels differently but this was like a very like casey affleck in manchester by the sea like i didn't care for this character exactly. at all and i had no sympathy for him exactly no i had no sympathy for this character and that's what distinguishes him from casey affleck <laughs> okay <laughs> no i this is exact i felt this i feel the same way about what's his name fp daily or something <laughs> fp every time luke perry in this episode goes oh fp like it's like that's not that that doesn't work yeah. jb works jd works pj yeah, yeah. fp is not a thing that's, that's what what does that sound like that sounds like a like a like, it like, sounds like, like a, a job- microsoft from 10 yeah years or like a job credential or something like an honorific yeah i just really found that he was like un- like he just didn't i just didn't even want to watch his scenes i yeah. was like i just don't Care? It was like it was a combination of the fact that he, as a character, was such an asshole, yeah. and that like he, the performance was so lackluster. I was just kind of like, mm, next. Um, I know that he's like a throwback casting choice, but I forget what he's from. So like, IDK. His name's like Skeet Ulrich or something. Like he's like he's that doesn't surprise me. That sounds exactly like what Skeet. that person's name would Fuck. be. Skeet. <laughs> that could have been his name in the show. So he's some type of throwback casting, like Molly, like Luke Perry, but like I we we don't care. And I'm guessing the like actual teens who watch Riverdale like also don't care. Like right. I don't know who no, cares. I, I'm pretty sure no one. Also, cares. I wish they went further. Like I wish it wasn't just alcoholism. Like I wish he was like a full blown junkie. Like okay, you want you want domestic abuse. I wanted him <laughs> as like a full junkie. I wanted, I wanted like broken tragedy. No, yeah, you want for someone because like. You just want a better explanation for why Jughead isn't living at home besides the fact that his dad is a drunk because, like, yeah, that's terrible and you don't want to live with that. But, like, you could live with that. Do you know what I mean? It's not... Yeah. It's yeah. Not he was a reason. very, like... Yeah. yeah he he wasn't, like... I mean, he was 
rather than being homeless, you rather he just wasn't really like, destructive. He was yeah. kind of just off putting. Yeah, exactly, really. exactly. And there were like a lot of like garbage bags everywhere, full of bottles, and just like they tried to like show he was such a bad guy by like having a lot of like junk food lying around. There were like a lot of pretzels. Like, that's literally my and it house. Was, like, pretzels. Yeah, it was like a healthy junk food, and it was just like oh, exactly. It didn't seem like a toxic enough. Like it did, no. but it should have been like he was violent or genuinely dangerous or just or like fully or strung like, out. But he was also like, yeah, I mean, I, this character could have been a lot more. Like, who yes. would you have cast to do this? You're right. He's played by Skeet Ulrich. Who would you have guys ca- have cast in this role and, if you had a choice? Uh, I feel like William H. Macy would have done a great job yes, with this. But a little shameless, shameless flair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just Anyone who would have given the character, like, more grit... But also just more, more depth. depth. Like something that wasn't, yeah. I mean, I, I get that empathy. people are too And just more empathy and like less like. And more threatening. Yeah, and more and threatening. And it's also annoying because he's a character. We're, wow, we're really breaking this guy down. But this is a character that intersects with the storylines of many people on the show. So for it to not be engaging is like really difficult to like watch. Yeah, exactly. Especially because overall, I think the parents have been very well cast. Oh, And yes. are pretty fun to watch. I agree. I agree. Yeah, like Hermione and the romance of her yeah. and what's well, his name? Well, I don't care for Fred, but oh, I love Hermione. And yeah. I also love Alice Cooper. I know you love Alice I Cooper, which we will Alice. forever disagree on because <laughs> I fucking hate her. Um, and I love the mayor. Um, okay, oh, so yes. So, oh yes, the mayor. The mayor's she's great. great. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, so next we get our probably best scene in the in the app. Oh, the search party. The search party. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just gonna read just the mic stand, but you like keep synopsis. Yes, I will. Um, so in this scene. Probably, like, my favorite scene in the app. We get, uh, well, first we get Veronica walking through the woods with Kevin, telling him that he, wait, do you want to, okay, listeners, we're just going to pause for a sec. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're good. We're good. I paused it. I paused it. Okay, so we've recovered from our technical difficulties, and we're going to jump right back into the search party scene where we get a convo between Kevin and Veronica about how they're going to go clubbing. What does she say? She says she wants to bring, like, she's like, I get my arm candy and my gay, and I hit the streets or something and like that. And her celebrity gal pal. Oh, Those are ce- the three right, things she Right, right, of course. And her celebrity gal pal. And this is, like, exactly how I would expect Veronica to, like, imagine her nights out. <laughs> I'm just so confused at the level of club that Riverdale has in that scene yeah like what thank you I was like I was like where is this yeah like they have like one school but they also have this club they also only hang out at the one diner pops diner (laughs) it's like they have no other restaurant and like like, then there suddenly is this like there's like a complex where there this club where they could easily spend 400 how much was that it it was hundreds of dollars it was hundreds of dollars they were getting bottle service i'm pretty sure in that booth and there was like hired dancers it was it was an operation but anyway so first they're planning it they're doing their search party in the woods it's like foggier than than even than even what we're used to it's that much foggier and i want to say veronica's outfit also during this please go a few things one the beret i I have, I have, oh my God, a beret. Two, I have that in my notes. She, one of her character traits now is she just has a coffee with her everywhere I was going to say, I was like, this portable mug. Which goes with the thing of her being the one who delivers all the Amy Sherman Palladino dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and her having the richest mother-daughter like relationship. And yeah. and yeah, just being like a mouthy brunette who makes references. And mm-hmm. see the fact that Kevin is her thermos bitch. Like, not only <laughs> is she carrying coffee, but he's trailing beside her 
with the thermos. Oh my god, I didn't even take that in. I didn't notice that. I will I will not lie. It's very sad. Um yeah, so then when we think Veronica is the one who's dressed <laughs> who's dressed formally for this yeah. search party in the woods, we get a shot of the counter team headed by the Blossoms. Who oh does anyone want to who wants to start this off cuz I have paragraphs about this? No, I think you should do it. Okay, I'll just go into what I thought was amazing about this. Go for it. Okay, so first of all, let me just say at first when I saw this, I felt nauseous, and then I felt <laughs> sad, and then I immediately got on board. So it was a bit of a, an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. I, there was a lot going on. There was so much going on. I love that regardless of what the Blossoms are going through, or like what where they're at in any moment, they always have a red undertone between the three of them. Yes. So we see from Penelope, she's wearing like a flapper's hat and it's like wool and she's got like a red blazer and a beige turtleneck Cheryl and keep in mind they're looking for a missing girl in the woods and who was seeing their murdered who was seeing their murdered son who is who is at this point like assumed to be like criminally insane and they're dressed like the whole family looks like like they're like stable keeps from like the Victorian ages, or they look like they look like the Downton Abbey family on like a they summer. They look excursion. like they were doing like a Gatsby cosplay and driving in old cars, and they like broke down in the forest. And yeah, they have to walk to get gas. Yeah, they look like they look like some sort of like fancy service people, matching hunters for the whole fam of and course. beagles. Yeah. Yeah, Cheryl's wearing, like, riding pants. Like, they look like they just got off horses and started looking around. This also isn't the first time that Cheryl, like, in her daily life has worn riding pants, which I think yeah. just should oh, be noted. Oh, she loves that's riding That's just in pant. the rotation. Mm-hmm. It's like the Birkin for Veronica, the riding pant for Cheryl. I'm just confused as to, like, how waspy the show can really push its characters. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's, like, beyond. It's, like, a comic. Yeah, of- it's, like, you don't, like, no one, want, no one wants that for yeah. their character. It's, like, you're only, I mean, I guess they're, like, driving to make them unrelatable but like i mean it's just like this is what i imagine like connecticut to be like no exactly riverdale could be in connecticut like i don't think there would be that it's it's like a caricature of waspdom exactly but it's portraying that as evil yes that's well that's why yeah but i feel like at the end there's gonna be a total 360 or would that be a 180 it would be 360 would take you back (laughs) so there's gonna be a total 180 and like full entertainment (laughs) (laughs) and the blossoms are gonna be like the saviors of this town and then we will learn like the, the the takeaway will be that like wasps are the saviors um, and speaking of like the waspy saviors with mm-hmm. their waspy savior complexes and their persecution complexes, mm-hmm. then we get Betty and Alice in the church. Some more choice product placement. Yes. Also, Alice has like bright green alphabet nails, and they were very like you don't you don't see an adult woman like with with. Oh that. no! Wait, who did? I just missed that. Betty's Alice. mom. Alice oh. had bright green nails because the show is sponsored by CoverGirl. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fully, if, fully. if you couldn't tell from yeah. her like flicking her lip gloss to yeah. the camera. I, and like I the mask, they that. very serious. In another one of the episodes, they very seriously sh- pan down to like, a and that was an important scene. It was very distracting. Yeah, it was. It was a weird. It was weird. I and wow, as someone, take that yeah. Anyway, so they decide that they are going to have their press conference and give their spin. They're going to do their Kellyanne Conway in front of the cross. They're going to give their fake news, although real news. (laughs) Um, Wait, but can we also address why were they in a church? Was that ever explained? It was because so they could do their conference in front of the church. And we've seen the past few episodes, like, they've been setting up, like, the Coopers using churchiness, like, with the convent and Alice wears um, a crucifix usually. Right. 
Um, but here you see that it's very like it's for self-serving reasons. Wait, is Jesus on it? No. Okay, that would just, be far. just a cross. Okay. Um, that would be. <laughs> I wouldn't. Alice I wouldn't just pass keeps her, like, but, the crucified yeah. bodies of her enemies and men who have wronged her <laughs> like and her daughters. Like, on, and crucif- yeah. <laughs> um. So then, um, they give their press Statement conference to, the press. to like the full Riverdale press. Which, which why is it made up of like thirty reporters? Again, this town has. Resources. I'm guessing it's the Washington area. I'm guessing it's I'm the Tri County ho- area. I'm hoping because once again, I cannot put like wrap my head around the scope of this town. I will never. I you watch it and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna sink into this world because if you start applying real world logic, you're just gonna go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. It's it's they pretty 30, great. They have thirty more reporters than restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're also all they're also all like wearing paperboy hats. Like they all look like they just stepped out of Oliver Twist or something. It's like not only is it unbelievable in size, but it's like once again the wrong like decade. Uh, so speaking of Oliver Twist, we'll go back to our little street urchin who's walking Betty home in the rain, mm-hmm. holding hands. Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, so mad about that. I'm not who, mad. Who, who holds hand? Who holds hands in the rain? Like that's such an uncomfortable, gross, slimy thing. Ew, right. I have you such have clammy some, hands alone. No, I, I I have clammy hands like without rain, with rain that just creeps me out. Yeah, and they're like chatting, and it's like pretty boring, and I'm not really listening. No, me but neither. then um, he gives Betty a clue because Betty starts reminiscing about the time Polly ran away when she was nine, and she's so happy um, that she gives Jughead a kiss, and then I was like, bye. Mm-hmm. Um. And goes home because oh. she, sorry. No go. Am I jumping ahead? No, no. I was just going to say, so because Jug had brought up Polly running away or something, like she realizes she knows where Polly would hide. Yeah. Which also, like, I was frustrated by the fact that it took Jughead being like, what did he even say to make her say that? He's like, has she run away before? <laughs> and, and But he's like, yeah, she ran away all the time. And she used to hide in, <gasps> wait a second. Yeah, I'm like, I, Honestly, like, like, I know Betty is naive, but this was ridiculous. And how did no one in her entire family consider that she might be hiding in the same place where she hides when she's done this multiple times before? Like, I mean, I guess that's just the Coopers, but I was... Well, judging by that attic, like, no one's been there for 500 years. Oh, yeah. Unnecessarily creepy attic. Yeah. I think they find her in the cellar, but she's like... Oh, I thought it was the attic. No, it was the attic. Oh, was it? I thought it was the cellar. No, it was the attic, and it was... um, the second time within 15 minutes that, like, a teen is living in the walls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I wonder what that says about this show. Mm. Oh, so much. I, I, pl- I, I really hope that... Okay, well, anyway. We'll no, talk no. about that later. Um, so, anyway, so Betty finds Alice, or Polly in this attic. And it's, First, she's scared by her own reflection. Like, she thinks it's Polly, which is just, like, hammering home, like, Betty's weird, creepy, disassociative <laughs> disorder yeah. to Polly. Like, I yes. really liked that moment where she jumps, and it's her. And it's also, like, she's, like, she's, like, pre-Lacanian mirror stage. She, like, isn't, like, <laughs> yeah, she's so like, st- who's she that? doesn't understand. Yeah, like, when she sees herself, she isn't fully even, like, oh, wait, no, it's just me. She's, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, like, girl, you gotta look into the mirror once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Have to take in your own personality, your own personality. She, Maybe she does have some sort of like disassociation. Oh, she definitely does. Yeah. Hands down at the end of the story, it's like one of those things where like she real it's like Shutter Island where she thought she was like one person and she's two or vice versa. Or like oh. she's actually the murderer, but she Polly's did it gonna give birth person. to the baby and it's like Betty. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she could have done the murder of Jason as, as in a Polly. different yeah, Honestly, as a different a Polly person. Honor I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if like 
in the last scene of the last ep, there's like a slow pan away from Betty and we just zoom out and see she's just one person in a field, like jumping between the personalities of every single person in this town, like putting on like a one woman play for uh, no so one. That, that remind, there's an excellent episode of Community oh, okay. where they're all in the mental hospital. <laughs> yeah. like pretending. Oh, it cuts out the mental yeah. hospital is called Riverdale. Yeah. That's going to be the film. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And then that's, it was called Greendale. That's a great episode. Wow. I forgot about that It was episode. a great episode of Community. Um, yeah, so then we see Jughead talking to F.P. Jones again. Um, or no, sorry, F.P. Jones stops by Andrew's construction and like sort of settles things with... <laughs> he says, I just want my son to look at me and not see a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, I mean, like, fair. Um, and... Uh, FP calls Fred Dudley Do-Right, which I loved. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. That's good. Um, and so then Hermione stops by and FP and Hermione, like, settle their feud, which I thought happened a little too easily, considering they were, like, feuding over, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, presumably. And he's just like, yeah, your husband suffered enough. And I'm like, why are also, you so for, sympathetic? Like, the 10th time, like, in this show already, there's another thing about, like, Here's the thing about snakes, and I'm like, oh no, we're in for it. And it's like, if you st- if you don't step on them, they got no reason to fight. And it's yeah. like, that, like, well, that's just true of anything. Like, but also, I don't think like I think like once you step on a snake, that's when it like can bite you. I think like literally every time is like when a snake does bite you. Yeah. Also, like, isn't yeah? Like, also, just they live in an area that like is too cold and foggy to like have, have snakes. those kinds of why, snakes. Why are they yeah. All, every everything, everyone's a snake. It's yeah, true. I really just like the whole like serpent imagery. Me like, too. It's a little bit overdone like, it's I get way it. overdone I love the blossom and flower imagery I yeah. wish there was more of it mm-hmm. um, I like that but like the whole serpent thing where I'm just like oh the serpents are the bad people it's like no we've already been through this like Slytherins are fine yeah. it's like, cunning and mm-hmm. ambitious yeah exactly yeah. like we get it snakes are weird yeah I thought they were pushing that a little hard um, so then next we see Betty asking her parents about Polly like trying to sort of like See, Betty being as subtle as she as she can be is like when when Polly gets home, where will she stay? And of course, Betty's parents don't realize. And then she's like trying to see if they're gonna put the baby up for adoption or whatever. And the parents, of course, want to like put the baby up. And Betty obviously like it's like no no but yet again i'm like this is a perfect example where like the show's like the coopers are evil when in fact they're just like the only like rational people <laughs> exactly i was sitting the there being it was like of course it's like there's 17 year old yeah. <laughs> has a child with a man who is dead and she has no job and no skills and the family and the family with whom the child like was with is like this family that like hates her it just doesn't yeah, like, it doesn't sit well yeah, of and course she wants to she move wa- and just like raise her child in in a in a farm or so. like it's yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, that's totally sensible. Like, mm-hmm. put it up. And then we get the only other sensible line, which is they're back in the student lounge and like Betty's filling in um, Veronica. And mm-hmm. Veronica says something about her living in the attic, which is that she needs doctors. She needs prenatal vitamins, which like, <laughs> yeah, like it's a pregnant It's true. Girl. It's true. And she's like not, and judging from her, the way that she wears that fake pregnant suit thing, it's like she's a few months, like especially when it was her first child. Like she's like six months pregnant at yeah, least, like yeah. probably even more. Oh yeah, she's definitely like beyond show. Oh my god! Oh my god! Lot. Oh my god! She's gonna have twins, and it's gonna be like a redheaded boy and girl. Oh, definitely. I hope so. Or like it'll be one redhead and one blonde, and one coming out with a little jughead crown. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think? I don't know. I'm just so 
not convinced that you, they're going to show the birth on this TV show. Do you guys show? think that Jason is the father? No, so there is that moment. A lot of people have speculated. There is that moment where Betty asks her, is Jason the dad? And she doesn't answer. When you go back and watch the scene, she never confirms. Mm. So it is that does leave there. There is a lot of room. I wonder who else it could be. And there's still like a lot of teens that they haven't explored. So it's it could true. be someone else. It probably it'll probably be someone we already know. I'm waiting to hear more about Reggie. I feel like we haven't gone into his backstory enough. Some nice Reggie. Like even when Veronica was like, "Oh, I recruit Reggie to be like my dumb arm candy," it cuts mm-hmm. to him and he's like making a sad face while taking a selfie. Yeah. I mean, like, we haven't explored the possibility that the father killed Jason because they wanted to run run away together. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, but I almost feel like that's too, like, I feel like the killer is going to be someone who was, like, nice. Pop Tate. I would not put it past him. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, so, so then. Cheryl uh, quickly, she's like, can I have a sec? Yeah, she's like, can I have a sec? We want to help you. Like, we're part of the same family. Like. It's still so Game of Thrones, like it's all the like, ga- blood feuds, and he's she. You're carrying J- Jason, and, yeah. and the blood of the blood, and he lives through the blood. Like it's so weird. It's really weird. And once again, like Betty's, like all Cheryl has to be like, yeah, we're family. Like we'll help you out. And Betty's like, you will. Like of like, uh, I just Betty is a perfect example of one of the characters on the show who is like whose body has continued to grow up as, like, a normal person, but whose brain has stayed, like, the development of, like, a child and just believes everything. Yeah. Also, um, Cheryl points out that Betty's an awful liar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which, fair enough. She literally is Again, the worst liar 16 ever. 16 years old. Then we get <laughs> oh, fine. Archie and Juggie being real cute waiting for their daddies to be done work. Yeah. yeah. And then they, yeah. they go to, uh, what, they go to Pops, right? Yeah, but it's, like, kind of a booth we haven't seen yet. It's, like, by the jukebox, which is clearly, <laughs> like... Which is clearly the most, like, restaurant, like, variation we're going to get. It's just different booths in the same 100%. restaurant. Um, so we find out that ugh, this just makes me hate both of those men so much more. <laughs> that they had a car in high school called the Shaggin' Wagon. Couldn't handle the Shaggin' Wagon. Couldn't handle the Fred Heads. Couldn't oh my handle God, Fred Fre- calling FP a BMOC. Yeah, what was that? I Big man on campus. Oh, okay. But just like, who, why, what, who does know? Like, like these I are just, the kind of people that when you see them, like, you're really creeped out and no one talks to them, but in their own heads, they think they're, like, the best people. They think they're, like, the cool kids. Oh, it just made me shiver. Um... I mean, I, I I just wrote here, this is so unsurprising. What an unlikable, dim-witted narcissist. <laughs> but I really don't care for Fred Andrews. Uh, yeah, and also FP is being like, so, like, is my son, like, son, are you still into, like, writing your stories? And it's like, you you you, li- you live in the world's smallest town. Yeah. Like, it's not like you've been gone for years. It's like, impossible this is so- to lose track of another person. Um, so next we go to... The, oh, and then they fight over the bill. Oh, yeah, they fight over the bill. I really disliked that. Yeah. I was like, no, not yeah. here for it. I know, it was Then annoying. we get V and her furs. Yep, we get Veronica heading out to the club. Um, she tells her mom she has a get-out-of-jail-free get card because, like, she knows her mom forged. And her mom's like, oh, rats. Honestly, though, like, the forgery was, like, a more legitimate reason for characters to be fighting than, like, 90% of yeah, the things that the show has presented us with so far. It's, like, the first crime 
in this entire show that I actually do care about. Like, I mean, I'll be excited when we find Jason's killer, but when she forged that document, I was like, oh my god. Because I really, I don't know, I like the way the show has handled Veronica and Hermione and their relationship. I think it's really interesting. They come the closest to seeming like like real nuanced humans. Mm -hmm. I also think it presents a very interesting topic. We're not gonna, I don't know if we'll get to see the dad this season, because it doesn't seem like... Oh, they teased Mm -hmm. it this episode Mm -hmm. and did not deliver no and so i just don't know if it's gonna happen this season especially because like we know that the end of the season is probably going to be something to do with the murder Mm -hmm. but like i think it's going to be an interesting one yeah because we don't yeah yeah i feel like they have a lot of places they could go with Hiram. like i feel like he's going to be like totally like hit us out of left field and just be like this fun loving quirky guy and everyone just like talks about him how he's like this like cutthroat it's gonna be full george bluth (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i love jail um, and then <laughs> and then they go to the club. It's called The Roving Eye. It's introduced through a shot of neon in the puddle with the heels stepping through it, which is like Twin Peaks did that a lot with their clubs. It was always the neon sign in the puddle, so I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, and You know they don't card in Riverdale, and oh, they, then they like not. bring that up. Um, well, I'm sure the only person who like works the door in Riverdale is Sheriff Keller. Like, There's no law enforcement <laughs> in any like capacity. There's no sign that they're even... Drunk, like I know they um, have drinks on the table though. They have, drinks, but they're not but they're acting not, like, sloppy. Drunk. But I yeah. think that's because like these are for like these are the most put together teens in Riverdale. Um, these four, I realize like I like this clique so much more than the main clique. Like I could watch Josie, Kevin, Veronica, and Reggie like being beautiful and sitting yeah. in a booth. Like, like this is a glimpse of like a more glamorous also, like, show. What kind of network is CW? Like does Fox own it, or like I wonder what like. It's owned by War. I think it's owned by half CBS and half um, Warner Brothers or something. Because like, I wonder so how Warner like, Brothers distributes the show, as okay. far as I mean, as far as I know. I wonder what like depictions of like graphic scenes I mean, they, but, like, in this like, show it's compares the same to other network shows. as like any of the other Gossip World. Oh, is it? Yeah, it seems yeah. Pretty Little okay. Liars. Pretty Little right? Liars. Yeah. CW. Hmm. CW. Well, then in that case, I could use a few more shots. No, that's why I was like, it's they could have like they could have easily been drinking more. Yeah. Like I don't. Also, Kevin's like Veronica. You're going Black Swan, and it's like not really. Yeah, They're, like she, she's just dressed up for a club. <laughs> it's because she's wearing feathers. Yeah. Um. And then I love Josie's looks of th- sympathy as, like, Veronica talked about Hiram's arrest. She's like, oh, no. Like, no way. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's arrested. It's done. Also, like, she, like, oh, yeah, the credit cards declined. Just been that, like, whole sequence. Like, just, like, kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about that. I, what do you guys think? I, I liked it because I liked, like, Hermione, like, having a power play. But then, like, <laughs> I wish it had, I wish Veronica had been more affected by it. Like, I want to see Veronica lose it, and I want to know what'll make her lose it, but I haven't figured that out yet. And I thought, like, losing her, like, finances would do it, but it just didn't do it. And we also get, like, I could not handle Veronica's monologue, like, all in close-up, and then she says the thing after the card is declined. We faint, we parry, we approach, we retreat. <laughs> We're like a cobra and a mongoose dancing. Yeah. So as if we didn't already have, like, a disgusting enough, like, stupid serpent metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like, we get, like, this was so, what a, what a ridiculous, what a beautifully, sublimely ridiculous line like that's what i love this is like my other favorite thing on tv right now is feud with betty and joan Mm -hmm. and like this is like feud level dialogue like it is stupid and insane um so i really liked that i really like that there were cobra and a mongoose dancing i like that too um then we had to band practice um archie asking fred about 
no, what is it? It's so oh, first, they're talking they're, about yeah. their band practice. Sorry about that. Um, and Archie's asking Fred about like why. No, no, no. They're, no, this they're is way a band before party. that. They're they're hanging out, and Fred's not in the garage with them. It's just FP oh, and the boys, which oh, okay, like do okay, not okay. leave your boys with FP. Yeah, that's um, us. And they finish like doing a little riff, and then like. FP's like, damn, Hoss, that was great. How about a cold one? Mm-hmm. And Jughead's like, Daddy, no. And then <laughs> he's like, Dad, I'm only fifteen. And then like Archie like can't read the room, and he's like, So surprise, like, surprise. what happened between you and my dad? Like you said, blah blah blah. And Jughead puts like his arm against Archie, and he's like, Archie, no. But like FP's like, Archie, yes. And then like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then so. We find out the backstory that they both started Andrew's construction together, and then FP surprise was like a sloppy like person, and he says he got involved in bad deals, and that Fred sold him out by like bailing him out, but forcing him to be bought out of the company. All this, blah blah blah. Um, I don't buy it for a second. Then we go on to the Blossoms. I just have written here. Wait, what is Cheryl Blossom's dad's name? Penelope and Cliff. Oh, Clifford. Cliff. I just kept writing Father Blossom. <laughs> I, have, Father I Blossom. hate Father FB. Blossom's. I said, I hate FB. Father Blossom's hair. Is it a wig? Um, then I have Blossom's out to dinner with Betty. And of course, like, they're at Pops. And I was like, bitch, you know the Blossom's don't go to Pops. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like, only Betty would, like, go this far and be like, oh, wow, you guys are treating me so nicely. You, like, oh taking me out to the fanciest restaurant in town. <laughs> like, I roll, I roll, I roll. Yeah, actually. Um, and so then we go back to a scene with Archie and Fred, and Archie's asking Fred to, like, explain his side of the story. And Fred gives it, and he's like, I tried giving him chances but like Archie is so impressionable he has his mushy pretty little head and he's like I don't know dad yeah and and then yeah Archie's like upset and like doesn't he's just not satisfied with his reasoning when fully he's like yeah okay he was like a criminal and an alcoholic like of course you fired him or of course you bought him out but Archie's like that's not nice because it was mean to Jughead it was like okay well and we also have Jughead speaking of mean to Jughead putting FP to bed on the couch Mm -hmm. um and like again he's like really like he's a very bad dad because he falls asleep before like Jughead tells him what his little sister's up to yeah so whatever um then we're what back at the club uh, I think we kind of yeah, mushed we, we those two scenes together. So then she's home from the club and Hermione is in uh, her bronzer and her gold bathrobe and her glass of white wine. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. And she's like... Sitting at the dining table alone, which is how I hope to drink when I'm older. <laughs> and they have like a moment of like the cobra and the mongoose are going to parry. Mm-hmm. Like um, they're going to have a negotiation and they're listening to each other. And I like that they're signaling to each other that they're listening and they're like talking things out and they make deals. Like, yeah. And at first I was like, wow, this like this whole conflict was settled way too easily between them. But then like, I feel like that's just how the lodge women operate. They're very like exactly. rational. Well, no, they said that women. they said they've had this many times. Like it's yeah. like part of their deal. And it was like, it felt like a business meeting. Hermione was like, accept the affair. And then Veronica was like, okay. And then Veronica was like what did she say she was like stop no no tell dad that you forged and then her money's like okay and i was like wow we're really like barreling through this i wish all my fights were like this <laughs> yeah i really like that i like that the cat fights are almost cattier with like the men in this show <laughs> mm-hmm. um then we go back to the school in a scene where 
Sheriff Keller and apparently his like partner cop, who's like <laughs> Principal, <laughs> Principal RuPaul yeah. or Weatherby, um, like decide to like take Jughead down to the can you call it downtown? Like to the local yeah, sheriff's we're post. Booking, yeah. Um and they like start to interrogate him and are like Ooh, you had like a troubled record. We find out that Riverdale's sketchy enough to have its own juvenile detention center. Yeah, when fully there's probably like two or three people in this town's so entire history. Apparently when he was nine, um Jughead tried to burn down the elementary school. He says he was playing with matches, and then like Sheriff Keller really pushes and he's like, You would be bullied, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really am like losing my appreciation of Sheriff Keller more and more every episode. But like still a good dad, just about everything else. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. like he also doesn't know how to conduct an investigation and like how all these things about like losing all this evidence. It's or like that losing would, evidence yeah, involving like, other people, yeah. like taking direction from civilians. Like he's really not good at his job. No, he's just really not coming. Um, coming so through. Penelope's kind of a better investigator because she like interviews Cheryl mm-hmm. to see if Polly is fit. And she's like, have you ever known Polly to do drugs? Have you ever known Polly to be crazy? Yeah. Um, and Cheryl realizes that her parents probably don't have um, – Polly's best interest in mind. Yeah, no, I mean, like, Penelope comes off like a regular Nancy Reagan in this scene in a way that's kind of, like, (laughs) condescending and gross, but also, like, I was excited that someone in this entire, like, episode is at least thinking the way, like, even if she's evil, like, those are genuine concerns. Like, a pregnant woman should not be doing drugs, and at least she's not, like, interrogating someone in a school office. Um then we have Jughead asking for a lawyer and who arrives but Betty, <laughs> the most qualified person in this town to perform that task. And Betty's like, it's okay. All the evidence is circumstantial. I'm like, how about we get someone who isn't also 15 in this office to help him out? Um, Betty's like, I'm not going to let that happen. And they like, hold hands again which like and like meanwhile outside like fred kind of like does something a little risky business and comes up with an alibi for jughead for where he was Mm -hmm. the week of the murder uh a false alibi right and yeah and archie the whole time is doing like the most giveaway dumb face he's like "Uh?" yeah Uh i mean we love kj appa but like he's not exactly gonna win the oscar he's not gonna win the oscar he's not i feel like every time i see something like that i'm like more and more are Archie and Betty suited for each other because at least they can be ignorantly together. So Betty uses her, like, uh, I guess, expert negotiation ta- tactics and um, mastery of the law to get Jughead out for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Daddy didn't show, uh, so he shows up now, and we get kind of like this plaid dad fight. Yeah, it was like this weird, like, he's your, he's my son, blah, blah, blah. and then everyone's like, yeah, but you're just like a deadbeat dad, and then cools off a bit, but then he's like. Jughead, are you coming with me? And then they're like, Jughead, come with us. It's like one of those dog between two owners situations. Yeah, I will say I've also like really loved Cole Sprouse's acting throughout this, but like this scene might have strained his abilities. Like mm-hmm. the faces he was making to show he was so angry and pained. Yeah. Like a bit. Like, I hate to say this, but I was like, this is much. Yeah. Like, okay. It was a lot. And then his dad's like, I just need two months and then you can we can like be together again. I just need to clean up my, my life for just two months. Which is, like, that's, like, a fair thing that I feel like a lot of people must go through when their families are, like, you know what I mean? When yeah. they have a deadbeat dad or deadbeat mom, like, and they're, like, oh, yeah, just give me this amount of time and this amount yeah. of time. And, like, so I feel like that's pretty realistic. That I thought was realistic, but I couldn't yeah. understand why he came at all. <laughs> because, like, he could have equally just, like, 
Because what happened was he came, and then Jagger was like, oh, hi, and they hugged, and then Jagger was like, I'll go with you. And he's like, no, 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 don't go with me. Yeah, and like, it was just to, like, have that. You could have sent an email that, or, like, a text. Yeah, but it was probably, like, an exposition. It was, like, sort of. He could have broke up with his son post-it note. Yeah, exactly. And then Bughead leave together, which I guess we're doing now. Um so then we Veronica have Veronica and Hermione mm-hmm. call Hiram. They accept the charges from the prison. Yeah. They're going to tell him about the forgery. They've got it on speaker because, like, they are more of a partnership as a family than, like, a mother daughter hierarchy. Very I like true. That. Um, but we don't. It's a tease. We don't get to hear Hiram's voice. Which I thought is, it would have been great to yeah, get, like, a, me too. It was yeah, hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, definitely don't, they definitely don't know who that person is. No. And we have, like, Fred uh, forging the timestamp, and Archie's like, wow, pups, like, this ain't the first time you've done this before, hun, dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we have a shot of we're back at Archie's house and Jughead is sleeping over and I thought this was so weird but I couldn't understand why Archie was blowing up Jughead's mattress like I feel like I well, read a Jughead friend's house lays down like, a sick riff yeah like <laughs> yeah it's like blow up your own mattress also like if Jughead could play guitar this whole time and like presumably better than Archie like yeah, why is Archie's well, plot even ex- a plot exactly. um, and also he's using like a hand pump like we live in 2017 yeah, there's true. like an electric pump that was something I did notice and I was like ooh I don't get this yeah um, oh we skipped over like Polly at Pops which like oh, again right. if you're still in hiding don't go to the one restaurant where everyone where everyone in the town a grocery is. store in riverdale like oh. this is all they have yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they everyone the main yeah they eat out like six nights a week in this <laughs> town and the whole town eats in one place so it's a busy restaurant um and then at that at that scene too cheryl's like don't trust my parents run away and polly's like oh no so polly ends up uh staying with her or hermione and uh, veronica and veronica's mom is like anything for alice cooper's daughters yeah, like, she's i just really realized that sweet. was is she gonna yeah it was it, well her, i think hermione's like a great person yeah me too i was really into that scene she stepped up um so the show wraps up with uh, a little, like, vignette of F.P. stumbling into his house, like the slob he is. And there's, like, this closing narration from Jughead, of course, something about sometimes there's just darkness. Or, I don't, I don't really Hope, pay attention. a word so close to home. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Jughead. <laughs> Good for you. Um, and then I guess the cliffhanger at the end of this app is that we see... What, it's Jason's Letterman jacket in FP's closet? Was that? Yes. So I wasn't really sure how to take that because I thought that I thought that Archie gave that jacket to the Blossoms. No, he gave the jersey. The jersey. The jacket okay. they had found in the trunk. The trunk of the car. Okay, took a I was like, so does this mean he robbed them? I couldn't figure that so out. So this could be a couple things. Oh, no, it could really only be one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he was the one who was following exactly. B&J. Um, and like, I don't know why he took it out of the car before they torched it, though. Like, I don't. I mean, get I would because my Those other theory like was that there was like a each. second. Like, Jason had two Letterman jackets, and like, uh, FP was like hired help to kill Jason because he's the town thug, and he like kept the jacket. I feel like, like he probably just kept the jacket because it was a nice jacket. Like, <laughs> I would have done that. Um, but yeah, so that it was very like the panning of the jacket it was very obvious it wasn't like a quick thing Mm -hmm. so like it will get answered i feel like soon and i don't think he's a murderer no it's too it's it's like too too, yeah but it's yeah no no i don't think so i mean Um, like we i could be wrong but i really in my people who i think are murderers no i think in all of our not one of them in all of our infinite wisdom fp is not on our list exactly he's too he's too sloppy so so how would you guys rank this at 
our scale is one to six abs. Uh, one to six of Archie's abs. Oh, one to six. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Archie's um, abs. Like a four out of six abs? I would agree. A I four would, pack. I would give this a four to a four and a half pack. This episode, I wanted to see more from Alice Cooper in the fight against Penelope. And I also wanted to see more from Kevin's like serpent lover, which we haven't <laughs> gone back to. And that was two eps ago. If Walking doesn't come back, but like, I don't know, the season's <laughs> wrapping up. Joaquin, like, we I need Walking. <laughs> yeah, we only have three eps left. Come on, girl. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, it was, I guess we learned some stuff about Jughead's dad, but I, I didn't really need that. Yeah. I was kind of like looking back because I watched this like, a few weeks, like 10 days ago, basically now, like mm-hmm. last Friday. And thinking back on it, I was like, oh yeah, I did like that episode. But now having discussed it, I was like, no, there's a lot of parts of it that I just couldn't watch. Yeah, it was so a little cringe. It was like some parts were I was going to say three and a half, but I'm going to bring it up to four okay. uh, for the like ridiculous, like everything out in the woods when they were hunting and for that That's opening. Hand holding club. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, we're in the hand holding club okay. and Jughead uh, living, like, living in his Harry Potter home. Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely not my favorite episode. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was just cold on it because I was self-conscious because, like, my grandpa was there and he was, like, my 23-year-old <laughs> college graduate. What are you doing? <laughs> like, but also I think that, for me, was a lot of – it's, like, a filler in that they really just needed to get Jughead out from being homeless and living in Archie's house. Yeah. And I feel like the entire episode was just kind of, like, whatever in that, like, it started with that and it ended with that, and that was, like, their whole mm-hmm. plot point was just to get him there. Uh, yeah, just thank God he's in, like, And to get Polly to the thing. Like, basically, everyone switched living situations in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And I would say this was a very strong app. Like, if I'm just going to do a quick power ranking, I would say my top three. <laughs> I would say Mr. Weatherby comes in at three because he's a principal <laughs> doing a police officer's job, and he's yielding a lot of power, wielding a lot of power. Um and then I also think Cheryl did some great things this ep. She yeah. she beat out her mom. She beat out her parents. I she's agree. harboring she's Polly. She or she's orchestrating that. Like she's got a lot of power. Um, and then also I would just say like we all we all know it, but Veronica's like still appears to, to be like she's my number one unbeat. Like yeah, and even by her mom. Um, she s- steered clear of this week's nonsense. Yeah, like oh, I yes. like that she was just like. Just, like, not even touching the Jughead murder stuff. She was like, Jughead, you're, like, in my friend group, but, like... We're not this close. We're not this close. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm don't need to deal with your bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's like, like... I, I don't associate pe- with people like FP, like, and I will not. I'm a 15-year-old girl, and I'm, like, not entering... Like, that. that is not a part of my life. Yeah, she's still that Upper East Side girl we all love. And, like, her mom didn't make her return her Glamazon purchases. This is true. Um, so, so she really won everything this episode. She did. And I love when her mom's like, we, we can't live beyond our means. I'm like, you still have like a full-time live-in butler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess you can't order purses. Uh, and anyway. also their costs of their hair alone. Oh, so much. Especially Hermione's. Yeah. That oh, is she like, has like different length extensions in every, every app. I like, I'm shocked at how much they're like, I mean, I know it's a TV show, but like, honestly, she'd be paying $400 a month to get oh, her hair like that. Easily. Uh, anyway, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, so... Thanks again to Gabby, and where can people Thank follow you? For yeah, Gabby, me. plug yourself. What are oh your socials? God. Do you want to? Like, yeah. Okay, they can follow me at Gabby Siegel on Instagram. That's Gabby... I don't tweet that often. Yeah, yeah G-A-B-I. 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 Yeah, you've got it. Um, and um, did you want to plug your Twitter? 
No, because I don't tweet that Okay, so yeah, so follow Gabby on Instagram, and thanks for listening to this app. Yeah, thank you Um, for having me. Yeah, of course. We loved it. We love having guests, and you provide a lot of, like, good fashion insight. You guys are very good. It was so nice to be able to tango with a new mongoose. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So yeah, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Riverdale Recap, um, or feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe, and hopefully we'll get this app up uh, tomorrow. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you.